0: Hi guys, what's up? You are listening to Nobody Cares Except For Me. I am your host, Auntie Donahue. And after literally just months, seven months, eight months of me bothering our guest and being like, come on my podcast, come on my podcast, please, come on. And her being like, yes, I also have a very busy career. I will be there as soon as I can. She's here, fashion designer, Sage Paul. Hello. Also, co-founder of Indigenous Fashion Week? No, nope, founder. Founder. Yeah, yeah, Okay.
1: Yeah, Indigenous Fashion Week Toronto. Say that Fashion loud Week, and, proud and- <laughs>
0: The coolest. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Okay. But we're not, I mean, we could talk about that, but you have okay. another topic to bring to the table. What would that topic be? Shall we chat about figure skating? <laughs> yes, we should talk about figure skating. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, I
1: just watched Itania last night. Okay. For the first time. Okay. I have to admit though, I fell asleep because it was like it was late. Okay. And I fell asleep towards the end and it was after uh, she had uh, she you know, it happened.
0: Did you get to the part where she tried to argue that her skates were bad and she like had a panic attack before she went on the ice, and then like obviously lost at the Olympics,
1: and that's why she kept on falling again and again and again because it was just nailed a little bit too much to the right and or so she
0: says, <laughs> and in reality, not the case. Oh no, the one that happened is after she the whole the whole thing happened, she has like meltdown and the at the Olympics. And she tried to argue that her skates were laced wrong. So she skated up to the judge's table. And there's like a famous figure. There's a photo. And she's like pointing and crying.
1: I did watch that. I wanted to – well, I didn't Google it because I just wanted to watch the whole movie through. But I was like just watching as she was like, my, my lace, is, it's ripped, and ripped. And she's all sad
0: it. Makes it makes me like – I could – I mean, okay. They let her go.
1: They did. They totally
0: let her do it again. Yeah, they did. I think knowing – you're not – it's not going to happen for you. I just feel like – did you – okay. Tea for time. I always would begin my sentence. I just feel – here are my feelings. <laughs> Sage is like already gone. She's like, I didn't sign up for this. Did you ever watch the 30 for 30 on Tanya Harding? No. The TSN thing. So there's this um, – and I urge everyone listening to watch it immediately after listening to this podcast six times and downloading it and telling all of your friends. There's this very cool documentary called 30 on 30, and it's only about Tanya. And it's – if you watch I Tanya and then you watch this, like chef's kiss of figure skating information because you get okay. way more about Tanya as a kid. And at one point she's on the phone with her mom and she's like – hangs up. And she's like, what a bitch. It's like <laughs> –
1: that's why I was so excited in watching it. I watched, because I watched figure skating as a kid. I was like 10 years old, right. 8 years old, and I had no idea about the drama. I really didn't understand poverty, because we grew up in poverty, so that was just my life. Mm-hmm. And they no, they don't shine that stuff on TV. You just watch them skating all gracefully along the ice and everything. And then to watch I, is I was like, really? Was she, like, and I was like, Cliff, my husband, was she actually, he's like, a redneck? Yes. And I was like, what? This isn't, I was, this is like, just crazy
0: because they totally erase those narratives from not all professional sports that's the interesting thing because then you have this you if you watch the olympics now there's some sports where it's like they trained in nothing they had nothing but figure skating is always this like illusion of polish
1: yes the costumes are all just like beautiful you know they're all sparkly and glittery mm-hmm. and like the ice is always just perfect, perfect. Look, that they're skating on and that's what i love I have, like these perfect little choreographed things and they're jumping in the air rarely fall and then to find out that like this she lived a really hard life she a terrible life she yeah she didn't graduate from high school I
0: was like what this is wow yeah I feel inspired well oh my god don't we all because <laughs> <laughs> there's also in the 30 for 30 they talk about how and Tanya is like talking in the documentary a lot where she um I just totally like slipped my mind, but we said she didn't graduate from high school. Um, just, she's very forthcoming about the fact that they didn't have anything, and because of that, she was punished from the judges, especially who thought she was too powerful and too masculine. And she was this little dynamo that would like land these, and they couldn't ignore the quads, but it was or triples was it the triples? Sorry, I always think of the yeah, quads it was as all the nineteen ninety eight i had the flu that whole Olympics. I'll never forget it. And I guess I sat on my grandparents' couch and was like, this is living. But oh. yeah, she was so, like, it's such a, I think it's such an interesting sport because where it is changing so much, and you see like Johnny Weir rise to the surface, and like the young man who was like, I forget his name, but he was at the Olympics. Um, who was his name? Annalise. Was that during our time? Like when we were kids? Yeah, this was like a couple weeks ago. Oh, I
1: don't know. I don't know current figure skating. I only know from when I was a kid. Okay, well, get out. Um, (laughs) This is now my
0: figure skating podcast. (laughs) Um, But like, we're starting to, I feel like they're starting to be like not conventional gender norms, yay, but so conventional still in so many ways. Yeah. That's like that sounds like Western kinds of
1: art forms too, like ballet mm. or just dance in general or even writing. Yeah. Like people look at like very Western ways of how it's supposed to be and mm-hmm. what's normal for it. And they will not let you go out of that realm at all, no. which is like. It's kind of weird now i feel like now like nowadays it's like we can break down those systems break down those barriers just do whatever the heck we want to do
0: yeah but it's th- fucking figure skating <laughs> it's dancing like it's expression yeah, yeah like, it's expression it's the arts it's where you go for expression yeah,
1: yeah let let people out on that ice and and do their show
0: what so they're feeling. my question my mm-hmm. first one yeah. officially is your interviewer today i'm also excited because you said you've never done a podcast before Mm-mm. this is such a big deal. <laughs> kind of, I feel nervous. I'm so happy I bullied you into this. But I did bribe you with a coffee. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm amazing. Oh, so when you were a little kid, was that something that was always on in your house? Or was it something that you stumbled upon one day and realized, holy shit, this is amazing.
1: We only had certain channels growing up. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, figure skating was just on CBC it was. Right? Yeah. It was I feel like it was always on CBC like all the time. Like it's <laughs> on right now like somewhere. Maybe I just loved it so much so as a child it just appeared that way mm-hmm. that it was just on all the time but I would just say I would turn on the TV and it was always on.
0: Did you want to be a figure skater? I
1: did. Did you skate? I, did. I didn't. I, I like, well, I did skate, but I didn't do any of those lessons. I don't know why. Maybe it was too expensive. It and, was so and, expensive. And I would drop out of things really quickly. I was like, I want to do piano. And I'd do one class and I was bored. It's boring.
0: Because like... <laughs> I did it for seven years and I will tell you. Is it? I wept I know, at what? that. Flat. I wept at the piano.
1: Well, maybe if I had a mom like Tanya Harding, I'd be doing the piano right now. Oh
0: my god, I would, if, wish do you, if your mom is out there with a parrot on her shoulder right now and that haircut. May we all have her Oz, at the next guest, uh, guess please. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh god. Did
1: you see like the, the after the movie they had an actual uh, yes. b
0: roll of her? Levonda, Lavana <laughs> Levana, Levana Hardy. that <laughs>
1: Hardy. Oh, and the actress, um, what was her? She's
0: one of my favorites. Right? Yeah. She's so comforting.
1: She is even like in, um, did you see Drop Dead Gorgeous? It's one of my favorite movies. Right? And that's why I feel like that kind of like that performance going into that pageant is like the same as doing um, figure skating. Yes. Getting dressed up, getting your performance ready, having to practice. And Drop Dead Gorgeous was
0: actually kind of exactly the same as, as I, Tanya especially yeah yes it was because mm-hmm. there's also that like I mean Kirstie Alley would be more like of the Lavana, like yeah. that character but it's that whole like sparkly like f- smizey, uh, you have to be skinny you have to look a certain way um, very like white.
1: White. You have to
0: come from like money and yes. you have to
1: present yourself in a certain way. And these girls just like coming from like really hard backgrounds, just working their asses off to try to make it. Yeah. It's like and them- they can just come down just like, you know, something, a barrier every single time.
0: Yeah. It's like the My Fair Lady know. syndrome almost. Or like the Pretty Woman syndrome, yeah, where it's just like it. make them beautiful, and then they'll be fine to be part of our society. It's so strange. What movie was that where Freddie Prinze Jr. was it? Rich She's Prince all
1: I <laughs> wish she just like take her glasses? Take her off. glasses off. Look
0: at her now. It's such a, and it's such an outdated um, way that we talk about beauty and we do talk about representation, but. You see it in figure skating And it's still so like There's a figure skater And it was 1998-ish So we would have been like 12 and 13 13, She was French And she was Uh black woman and she i cannot remember her name so people are going to listen and be shouting it and you should be because i should know her name and she did a backflip on the olympic ice
1: right. and
0: basically disqualified her from all the medals and everything because it's not what you're supposed to be doing but she was such a powerful athlete and so like another time wasn't elvis stoichel doing backflips and stuff on huge quads on his- <laughs> cool. Which is like normally, oh, that was the year everybody was doing triples and then he like landed a quad. Wow. So, and like, but she went out there and she fucking killed it. And all of this Olympics, it was on my Twitter page. People were like, don't forget her. Like, she's amazing. And here I am. I don't remember her name. Oh, I
1: need to find her name. As, like, I never I'm going to it right now. Okay, yeah,
0: let's Google it. Because yeah. I was
1: really never into, like, male, the male it's performance. They were boring. Yes. Yeah, and I just wanted to see, like, all the women, like, see the women out there in their really cute little
0: outfits doing, like, these cool choreographed moves. It's, like, it's also a sense of escapism because I also grew up um, – like I mean, not to be we sat there like, "How poor was your family?" <laughs> but I mean, figure skating was never an option for us because it was never financially viable. So. I would watch it and imagine what that life would be like. Yeah. So it was a huge escape. And I'm like, oh, well, she's, look how pretty they are. And like, guys, boys will like them. And I bet I they're cool. And like, I bet they have like a nice pool. <laughs> and like,
1: <laughs> you imagine the whole life. Just, but that's all, that's like living in like where I lived, be it getting able to imagine what they did and what their lives were like. It was escapism. Totally. You know, it was like, and it was such a detachment from reality because my reality was not that at all
0: just it was like you were you grew up here
1: i grew yeah yeah, yeah. i grew up in uh like city homes here in the city mm-hmm. in toronto so it was like it was very very different than um what i saw on tv like <laughs> full house i grew up with things like full house figure skating the the dancing
0: competitions yeah marching, and that is the opposite of yeah yeah it was all white and money yeah, that's exactly Which, what it was. Yeah. Yeah, and even like Family Matters was like they had a lot of money. Like They did. And same with the Fresh Prince of Bel Air.
1: Yeah. I'm like, what? Will Smith doesn't look like he came from somewhere without money.
0: Right. <laughs> I remember thinking and watching all of those shows and um <laughs> thinking if I if we could just decorate a little bit, like paint maybe the living room. And I'm like seven or eight. But like if we could just arrange the couch, maybe this – we would be like them.
1: (laughs) And – Love
0: Clearly it. not. But you're like inundated <laughs> with that.
1: Yeah. And you're like
0: really trying. I remember my mom was
1: really trying to help me like, hey, we can make our make our house like how we want to do. So she would bring me to the Goodwill and we'd go buy like these like fabrics and sheets to try to make our apartment look into like oh, cool. this DIY before the internet, before we had this like, here's how to do it on a dime. And before the- people
0: like paid so much money to do it. Now, yeah. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> like that was a time where you really had to like think about like, how are we going to get like one of, I wanted one of those four poster beds. <gasps> with, like, yes. the canopy and everything. Oh, my God. And we just we just couldn't do it. My mom was like, okay, hey, this is how we're going to make it happen. So she, like, fa- got, like, these two um, broom poles, and she hung with wires, and then we went and bought, like, the cute little fabric from the from the Goodwill. Well, of course, I was unhappy because I was like, this isn't what's on TV. It's not Sabrina Spellman's bed. Oh, I was still, like, I was still spoiled Brad. <laughs> like, even though we had nothing, I was like, what? No. But it was, like, so it's pretty ingenious. Or, so like, oh my God. you know, to be like, no internet, no nothing to give that cue to make that happen. She tried really
0: hard. Well, there's like, I was going to say, there's that's your the fact that you could be like, this doesn't look like television means your mom did a really good job of like making you feel like. That's something you could still have and even though you didn't, like you know what I mean? Like it like oh, that yeah. way of being like, We will figure it out. Like you are here with me. Yeah,
1: totally, I totally accredit my mom for that. Like just that resourcefulness. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, okay, we don't have anything. How are we gonna make
0: this work? <laughs> and she married poppins the fuck out of your bedroom. <laughs> I know. Which is so cool. And then that's probably and like you now your whole career is based on making things. Mm-hmm. So that's also been passed down. I know. I just love my mom so much. She's been...
1: Mom's got to do that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, better than the Tanya, uh,
0: Tanya's mom. Yeah, don't be like but Tanya's But
1: I just love how, like, my mom was just like, you can do it, Sage. Let's make this work. Let's make this happen. <gasps> just always, like, had fabric around.
0: Oh, P.S. Um, the figure skater I was talking about, her name was, and I will probably mispronounce it because I am a horrible person, Surya, or Surya, Surya Bonnelly. Surya Bonnelly. Yeah. From where? France. But we never talk about her. Well we do now because the internet rules, but the internet at the rules. time
1: But do people talk about figure skating skill
0: still? Is that, like oh. that a thing? Well like, I feel buckle like it... up. Are you ready for this? So here's how this Olympic shook out. Did you watch the Olympics?
1: No. Okay, no, that's fine. No, I have to admit I've really lost touch with
0: sports <laughs> since I've been about 10. I mean, I'm going to ask you to leave and goodbye forever. No, I'm kidding. I don't really – I'm not a big – I like Wimbledon because I'm a dick. So I'm like tennis because I can't play tennis either. But you see, I was
1: about to ask, I was like, what's Wimbledon? Well,
0: <laughs> ah, oh, my God. It's this very old – um tennis tournament that I've only come to understand because I've had a very stressful couple of months and I like to pour myself into something that has nothing to do with my world in any way. So uh, my friend Kiva does this with World Cup where she's just like, I love World Cup. And I'm like, I love Wimbledon. And they're like, do you play tennis? Nope, I have never played tennis. We would play it on the street using the line in the road as kids. But like, that's about it. Anywho, <laughs> So the Olympics this year were a bananas affair in South Korea. And then, of course, there was, like, the North Korean, na- na- like, narrative. And, like, Mike Pence showed up. And ugh. But out of the ashes of political turmoil mm-hmm. rose Tessa and Scott Ice Dancers from Canada. Now, they've been together for, like, 20 years. Like, for e- more, maybe. They won a gold in Vancouver. They won a silver in the last winter olympics and then they show up to this one and do this moulin rouge routine and the whole world like twitter when they were on it was just about it was it was the most incredible thing i've ever seen everybody was like are they in love blah blah blah, because they've been together for so long and they seem like they are i think they were pretty good performers i don't think they're but they're still traveling the world together like they grew up together you, they should be in love based on how like attractive they are as people. Like I'm like you two should be together. Like live your life. It was incredible. But they, they just won- create all of this. Like they just get
1: fill people with hope. Oh and, yeah. And like they're just like they like the make people in the whole world feel like they can do
0: anything. That's right. I love that. The- I love those love stories. It's just right. So right. And then there was like a ice dancing couple they were going against from France, and then this was so sad. The girl had a wardrobe malfunction, full on. Like a had a a... boob sitch (laughs) on the ice, and then she had to perform through it. No
1: way she Mm -hmm. did with Mm -hmm. it. It was out. Oh, there it was. Goodness. That's oh, amazing. I mean, it was.
0: I mean, I wouldn't be able to perform through it. I wouldn't be able to perform through 99% of the day. <laughs> she was like, she wants, she wants the She wanted the, the goals. Yep. Yeah. And then Scott and Tessa took it. Oh my goodness. They took the team goals and then they took their gold and then they were tied. So tired. did she
1: do that Moulin R- R- Rouge one with her boob out? Oh no, oh, Tessa and no Scott gone?
0: did the Moulin Rouge. Oh, the okay. The other couple, I don't even care. But she's a survivor because I would not. That is what a survivor does. It's pretty. Yeah. It's like you, you, you know what you want and you get it. You know what you no want, no matter what. Boob you, you out. Just, you get out there. Make it happen. And now I sound like Lavana. <laughs> yeah. Do so you skate wet? <laughs> oh my god, that, that was so awful. Made me so sad. I know. Just, their little, it just oh a little. I just wanted to comfort her. I remember peeing my pants at a restaurant when I was like seven, and it, I will never forget how that felt. And. um, Let's just cry about it now. No, I was so excited to be dressed up and out for dinner with my mom and her friend. I held it too long. And you were seven. I was seven.
1: Wasn't she seven in the movie, too, I think so. And then I started figure
0: skating. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I can't skate. But then you went to school. (laughs) But then I went to school. Oh, is this time for pause for a commercial? We're going to pause for a commercial. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Oh, my God. We're back from the commercial talking about urine. It's just a real good time having Sage Paul on the podcast. Hello. Um, see, it's less scary now that we're talking. It's still kind
1: of scary where I'm like, hey, I know people are out there, but it's just like us three here in the room.
0: I've never gotten <laughs> so far anybody saying anything bad to me. Maybe to other people, but I don't give a fuck. So there we go. How could they ever? Well, I get called a lot of names on the internet. It's okay.
1: I, I know. People just are behind their computer screens. Right. And they're
0: like, I, I can do anything. Yeah. No, you can't no. is what I like to remind them. No, people have feelings. I like to say things like never at me and who is she and I'll remember you. <laughs> oh, I'll remember you. I'm just a little bit sociopathic. Like, it's okay. <laughs> oh, it's been so I many months you. since I mentioned I was a sociopath. Aww. There's so many months. Oh, my God. <laughs> so when uh, – did you when did you drop off from figure skating was there like a pronounced did you have like a little rebellion where you're like fuck this or did you just get bored You know what
1: I think I was trying to think about this as like so 10 years old maybe about 10 years old And then I think Much Music, either we got the channel for Much Music or they started playing music videos because we we didn't have MTV.
0: No. MTV was... That's for like literally people with satellite dishes. Yeah. We never had that. No. My uncle stole satellite. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So I babysat there. (laughs) I would go there. (laughs) (laughs) And get like the HBO channels. You did. I got pay-per-view and I babysat, but they had this card. It was like illegal. It was the greatest. Yeah,
1: my friends had that, and they would have to switch it out every once yeah. in a while because they would, like, somehow Catch find up. their satellite
0: dish. It's like how I switch my IP address so I can get UK Netflix. Yeah, it's like that.
1: Hey, you can get Hulu. Really? Yeah, get Hulu, and that'll, oh. like, change. You can have all of the Netflix from Okay, the States, from the UK, from France.
0: They're good Netflixes. Yeah, There's a lot they're... of great British Bake Off that I just rewatched for comfort. Bake-off.
1: That's my comfort show. Oh, I oh you know what mine is? Mm. I realize... As we were talking, what I'm actually really obsessed with what? is the Hunger Games. <gasps> I re-watch you? them over and over again. And I can and I cry like all the time. When Rue
0: like, Spoiler alert. What? When Rue dies. Yes. I've only yeah. seen the first one. What?
1: Oh my god. This is like the revolution, like the uprising. I'm like, Katniss. Just inspire me to, like, just be really? better. Yeah.
0: It's like. Hey, man, this can be a fucking two-subject podcast. I don't give a shit. Annalise doesn't. She just wants me to record the fucking thing. Just make it happen. It's like, do you think anyone who's listening is going to, at this point, if they gotten 40 episodes in, I don't think they're going to be like, you have rules. They know there aren't rules. They know who I'm dealing. You, we'll talk about whatever we're obsessed with. Okay. The Hunger Games. There's got to be a Hunger Games figure skating routine somewhere. There it needs to be. Because whenever Katniss so do you, No, now I know yeah. how it works. Okay. Like I've watched enough trailer
1: <laughs>
0: and I also know that she like saves everyone. It's like the revolution, but she she doesn't.
1: doesn't she? she? is like the symbol for the revolution. The thing. Yeah, I'm she is the Mockingjay, and she does the symbol where everyone is like. After oh, and I could even cry when Rue dies, and so she like just she because she brings in the humanity and gives Rue like a true burial. I can't. Whereas like in the Hunger Games, it's like everybody for themselves. You kill everyone to like be the one on top. So but she gives this like, <laughs> yeah, like this is like real. I was watching the nude survivors something or other. Naked I'm and just, afraid. What's
0: up? I'm obsessed with that show. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. But I and can't so, not watch and it. I was
1: like sky to my sister. I'm like, so what's the point? Like
0: are they gonna be out there now? Like do they kill each other? And I'm like, okay, they no, just survive. This is real. Nude and usually shitting themselves and barfing. It's so weird. Hey. Why do they why what's the point of this show? I don't know because they don't win money. And the one
1: guy who actually knows what the fuck he's doing, they don't even document him very much i'm like but he's actually he's skinning those animals he's making himself food but they're like we don't care about that we want to see the shitting and the puking
0: yeah i don't because if i see somebody puke i definitely want to puke as well see? yeah i'm one of those people It's why I, another reason children are off the table for me because i'm like i will just throw up while you're throwing up it's just not going to work out um it's oh. like naked and afraid naked yeah. and, and then it's always at night there's all the bug bites once I had to go through a swamp for 3 days, like wade through it, and all I could think about was like the yeast infection that you will get. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. Yes, those poor like all of those people you just You are not around, supposed to be that moist. They are not clean with the, like they like the woman brought in a dead carcass to put into the water that they were all
0: standing in naked. I'm like, "Um, hello." No, <laughs> like, I can I like Absolutely. Uh, yesterday, I walked on sand very briefly with my shoes off. And I was like, mm-hmm. I have warts, I'm sure now. I'm <laughs> not meant for this. I need a yacht. <laughs> a yacht, please. And a cleaner. And a cleaner. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and lots of dollars. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. The Hunger Games, do you do you watch it as an escape from shit reality? Or do you watch it being like, this is how I'll learn? Because sometimes I'll watch <gasps> things and be like, like when I watch The Godfather, I learned from The Godfather.
1: I just feel so inspired by it. Sometimes it's an escape where I'm like, "I oh man, the world is going to shit. Everything sucks, and I hate what I'm doing. And I'm just gonna put on I'm put on Hunger Games and just fall asleep to it. That's it's beautiful. comforting to watch Katniss where she's like, "I'm gonna get through this no matter what." Yeah. Like she is like literally her life. Not only her life, all of the people's lives against the Capitol. And the capital yes. is like our system. Yeah. Where it's like they are trying to like run us in a certain way to say this is how we're supposed to live and we need this amount of money and this kind of house and this is where you buy your groceries and this is where you buy your clothes. It's like, no, fuck that. We can do it our way and we just all gotta work together for it. Yeah. And, like it's an it's an uprising.
0: It is an uprising. No wonder it's of course that's inspirational to you. I like that you like it more than I I went I like Harry Potter within reason, but I think some people are like clinging to Harry Potter's narrative right now. And I'm like, but he didn't do anything. Or helps him and like <laughs> he fought stuff. Like Katniss actually does the shit. She like well, she totally is a
1: symbol, like I said. I just love how she will go in there and At first, like she's and she does it with integrity. You know, she doesn't want to just go out there and be like, hey, everybody, look, look at me. I'm going to be the face of the revolution. You know, she waits till she's like really, really moved. Like there's one episode, one of the shows where uh, they're really trying to get her to be this, this image of the revolution. And this is after the Hunger Games, after all of the districts have all like torn down and everything. And she's out there and a hospital just got burnt down and kids have died and like families have died and everything and she turns around she's like you see that if you if we burn you burn too and then it goes boo doo-doo-doo-doo and it's like that was the commercial and then they got it right away to be able to send that to like the S- President Snow so see okay goosebumps. I'm obsessed with <laughs> I,
0: think, show, no, I think no so i think this good. is so cool because when we talk about hunger games right now I think we like set it as this like well it started the dystopian future trend yada yada and we don't really talk about it as a means of representation of our current social and political structure and we don't mm. talk about when we talk about rebellion now i think a lot of people <clears throat> talk about it within their own context and like is framing themselves as the hero or their own hero. And I see that on Twitter quite a bit where it's like people are like, yeah, guys, my ideas. And it's like, or just elevate someone else who could say it better. Yes. And we can't do things on our own. No.
1: None of it can be done by, we can't do anything by ourselves. We no. have to just like get rid of our ego. I'm so fucking tired of people's egos that are like taking over like how we think we're going to do things. And if we're not working together, then that whole like if we're looking at politics, especially where like now we have Doug Ford, who's who's here.
0: And um,
1: like, how, what are we going to do about that?
0: And that's the thing. People will they don't they don't. I think frame it as what are we going to do about it? They're like, what am I going to do, and then make myself feel and look important while I'm doing those things. (laughs) And it's like that's the whole fucking problem, right there. Yeah, we're just
1: like get away from being about yourself. Mm -hmm. We
0: were just saying how family is the
1: most important. Yes, that's what I like totally believe. Where it's like our families are number one, and like our family is bigger than that. than just our immediate blood family. It's, like, yes. our community, and we all have to support each other because whatever happens to you is going to happen to me.
0: E- eventually, you know? anyways, if yeah. it takes, like, like some people are like, well, that doesn't, it's, I mean, <laughs> and then, no, it's coming. Also, politicians work for us. We get to call the MPs and be like, I don't like this. They work for us. We employ them. That's another conversation that
1: – Yeah, and I really like how, like, how people – Use that. I don't know if, if uh, people quite understand that they can do that, and if it's worth the like that that fight. Yes. like some things just become such a struggle to have to constantly follow up to be like, hey. There's this really huge issue. There's like a dead animal in my alleyway. How long does it take? Remember that raccoon that was like that on raccoon, the street? <laughs> right? Bless and it's it. like, how long does it take? So it's just like something as like you know not as like impactful takes forever. Like how long is something that's
0: actually huge going to take? Well, I mean, that's exactly. I'm, it's I watch Veep a lot. Veep's one of my favorite shows. What's Veep? Oh, I think you'd really like it. Yeah. Um, it's an HBO series stars Julia Louis-Dreyfus as the vice president of the United States. It's in its sixth season right now, I think. It's written by Armando Iannucci, who did uh, The Thick of It and just this new one, Something Stalin, I forget what it's called, but it's a comedy, but it's, it's basically like incompetence to the nth degree where she's constantly just like and and you're kind of not like you shouldn't be rooting for her because she's also the worst like everyone's the worst but you I watch it and I'm like oh good it's normal to feel this mad all the time about people being so fucking stupid constantly so Anna Chlumsky's in it from My Girl uh, oh my gosh. yes, she's amazing <laughs> I interviewed her last year for a thing, and I was like, I'm just like Amy, her character. And she was like, oh. And I'm like, ah, uh, just up to season four. <laughs>
1: okay, I need to write down this. Uh, the Veep thing? The Veep thing.
0: How, like, I like, like it. See, I mean, you were afraid that this was going to be a thing. we didn't. It turns into, <laughs> we love figure skating because it brings comfort, which morphs into the Hunger Games, which brings adult media comfort now in a time of strife. And we talk about community and how you can build it up.
1: I love how you just wrapped that
0: all up. You did it. I'm just following your lead. I'm only as good as my guest. Trust me. I don't think we've had any shitty ones, thank God, because I wouldn't invite anyone shitty here. I'm an asshole. I don't want
1: anyone here that I don't like.
0: Just say it the way
1: it is. Just be. We got to be honest.
0: Right. Sorry it hurts your feelings, but if I don't like you, you can't come onto my podcast, and I'll probably tell you that to your face (laughs) it's okay. See? It's fine. We're all having fun. Okay, so now I'm going to do the rapid fire that I normally do. Okay. Okay. Favorite figure skater that you used to watch? Shoot, I don't know. I just liked I I just liked all of them. Did you remember Tara Lipinski? No, I don't remember oh. I was ten years old, so I didn't even think about names. I was like, I love her dress. Oh, okay. Well that is okay. I okay. allow of this. I okay. guess okay. Okay. Fuck. Jesus. Um <laughs> Shaylin Bourne and Victor Kratz were ice dancers that I was obsessed with. I wanted them to get married. They did not. Don't even think he. I think he may have been a gay man. So I didn't understand. <laughs> I was very young. Um, oh, you were like, actually obsessed with it. Oh, I was. I've all when I am obsessed with something, it's very odd. <laughs> <And> <laughs> but I'm like, you're just like it's like this. I need is, to know I need names. Everything. I need to know when it happened. I need to know um, what designer they're wearing. I need to know this and this and this. Like I remember <laughs> that what Gwyneth Paltrow wore to the 1998 Oscars, no and then her, I believe it was. I feel like it was Dior, maybe it was Calvin Klein, but her pink dress um, was a little too big and it was controversial. That's oh my, my life.
1: Gosh. Oh, I'm thinking of a different pink dress on a different actress that was kind of controversial. Anne Hathaway, oh. when it didn't fit her
0: properly. What? Oh, I remember mm. that. Yeah, I yeah. like Anne Hathaway. I she know. got really shit on for a really long time. Yeah, well, she was kind of like, her, it was her characters she was choosing that were kind of like, meh. Yeah, I mean, Andy from The Devil is Proud is the worst. Fashion is hard. Deal with it. It's hard. Also, fuck you. What's his name for like being such Mister's birthday? Okay. Um, okay, if you could figure skate to any song in the entire world, what would it be? Oh
1: my gosh, um,
0: or something really fun. What would it be? Like, is this? Do I have to answer really quickly? I mean, within within a reasonable amount of time. I would
1: probably do something from. Like a burlesque movie. Like Ooh. Something. I
0: just watched the movie Burlesque, so maybe it's just like at the top of my mind. Starring Christina Aguilera and Cher? Yes. I really <laughs> love cheesy movies. This is great. Come back again and we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, okay, if you were in the district, odd district, I d- mm-hmm. remember, only seen one movie. Okay. So bear with me. Um, what would your th- your talent be? And the, Okay, there's 12 districts. Right. And each of
1: them kind of serve... Um, a service that Services the capital Okay. So uh, Katniss, the main character mm-hmm. She is in District 12 And they do mining, so okay. they bring in coals
0: Now what would your, like you know how Katniss <gasps> can do The shooting, like what would your thing Oh, be? when
1: I was, like if I was in the Hunger Games
0: A hundo P
1: Oh my goodness, okay, what would I I don't know, I feel like you're asking me What kind of superpower would I have that's I would have like, like me, okay. oh my good. I would probably fly Ooh. Fl- Yeah I would do flying. Okay. But if I was in the Hunger Games, I, well, obviously I would want to be an archer and be able to, oh, I'd be yeah, Katniss. I'd be Katniss. You love Katniss. I love Katniss. Is like Jennifer Lawrence? Not, like, not in all of her roles. So, like,
0: you're not, like, a Jennifer Lawrence fan. But you're no. not supposed
1: she played Katniss. She was, okay. yeah, she was good. Okay. There were moments, like, in the moment where she has to volunteer for her sister for the reaping. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, she had to have nailed that part for us to buy in for the rest of the movie, that this is like, the stakes are high. She
0: did, and she volunteered as Tribune.
1: Yeah, she did. Yes. You know, we had to we had to sincerely believe
0: that. And, and I did. I, I mean, I <laughs> am not invested in this series at all, and I bought it, so there you go. <laughs> um, okay, now what is your source of, if you don't have figure skating now, what would your source of comfort be that's unrelated to everything else? That you're like, oh, I love that, that's so pretty, yada, yada. What, what? When you're like, I need to comfort out because I've had a bad day. Oh,
1: um,
0: just be away from everybody. <laughs> so you're in a field. <laughs>
1: I, yeah, I like to be outside. Oh yeah, just outside walking my dog.
0: Oh, you have a dog. Yeah. What's your dog's name? Frodo Baggins. Hey. Frodo Baggins, Paul Cardinal now. Oh, that is very cute. Yeah, I'm surprised. He's the sweetest. I think you should buy a horse because and the name him Frodo Baggins. <laughs> We were also at a horse race, not together, but separately together. yeah, it was very posh, and I one hundred percent got heat exhaustion. so shout out to that.
1: I know I felt like I kind of felt like I got uh the heat heat exhaustion it's that really night sick the
0: next day yeah <laughs> um that wraps up. Nobody cares this go around um Sage Paul is a wonderful guest um check her out where can they where can people find you on the internet
1: so SagePaul.com Facebook is Mm Facebook.com Backslash SagePaul Uh, Same with Instagram Is SagePaul Twitter is SagePaul underscore
0: Now if people wanted to Help um, With Indigenous Fashion Week Or get involved in it In some way What would a good Avenue be? Or Go to our website, okay. ind,
1: uh, ifwtoronto.com. We're working on our next one, so that'll be in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at the end of May, I believe, to to do that. Uh, so we're going to start programming now. Runways, marketplace, cool. art exhibit. Oh, we're also going to be at London Fashion Week in February. Oh, we're, we're, uh, We've nominated an artist, Curtis Olin, to be a part of the International Fashion Showcase. That'll be on our website soon, too. That's so cool. Yeah, there's a lot of cool things that are coming down the pipelines for Indigenous Fashion Week Toronto. Good.
0: Mm-hmm. That's it's only taken a million years for oh like you guys to have an actual platform in which everyone is finally like, "Oh, wow." <laughs> no shit. Can people can like um, like can the public donate? Can like do you, like yes. how does that work? Yeah,
1: definitely. So, um, I guess if you we do sponsors and okay. uh, uh, sponsorships and, and funding that way. Uh, just email us. Okay, great. Uh, uh, email info at ifwtoronto.com. Perfect. We're still we're an artist collective. Uh, we're not an official not for profit or anything yet. Um, so, just have to
0: contact us. There are yeah. always ways to help.
1: Always so volunteer. Show us a new designer. Yeah, indigenous designer. Um.
0: Fucking
1: go give to us, the shows. Yeah, come to the come to the shows. Give us money
0: <laughs> to support. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, share share what's going on.
0: Good. Well, and buy
1: native. Buy yes. from indigenous designers.
0: Yes. Especially when everybody's walking around with your moccasins on that you bought from H and M. Like, shut the fuck up.
1: I know. There. No. Just get rid of it. That's so fake. It's just like, no, buy from Indigenous designers. Right. We don't we don't wanna look at urban outfitters anymore and their their beads that cost five dollars. You cannot make earrings for five
0: dollars. No. And to be honest. Nobody wants to look at Urban Outfitters anymore. Just in general. This is just a different conversation. <laughs> is this it? I have not been there in forever. Are we uh, done with uh, Urban Outfitters? you like allegedly. Well, <laughs> Annalise is like, careful. Don't okay. get a lawsuit here. <laughs> allegedly, um, there have been some thieving of designs, according to designers that I have seen on Instagram. This is alleged. It's alleged. I understand. Alleged. I've seen. No, I've seen the same thing. Right. I'm just saying. But they also renamed all the Navajo panties
1: and Navajo flasks to just be like, I don't know what they renamed it to. Bullshit. Yeah. they Bullshit panties. Yeah.
0: That's what they should rename them to. Buy native Bye indigenous yeah. The fuck is wrong with you? There. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Here's how it's going to work. I'm going to start just threatening anyone that stands in your way. And that's how we become super rich. Yeah. Done. We're go- we're on our way. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I love you so much. Thank you for coming on. Um, Thank you. If you listen and are listening, hit me up with the things that you care about that nobody else does. You can at me or you can go to nobodycarespodcast.ca. And um, yeah, okay, cool. I'll talk to you guys next week. Okay, bye.